It's time for this week's Uplift. Encouraging words from two ordinary guys that want you and others to find the freedom in Christ that's available to everyone. So sit back and enjoy Uplift. Brought to you by the Fulcrum Center. Visit our website at thefulcrumcenter.org to learn more. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for Uplift. I'm Phil Bliss. And I'm Chad McLeish. Chad McLeish, you're not Ian Thornton. I'm not. Ian is on vacation this week. So Chad McLeish has decided to come back and fill in for Ian. And who knows, he might even become permanent. No, I'm sorry, just kidding, Ian. Um, No, but uh, Ian is on vacation. And while we are talking about this, I am going to be on vacation as well. Um, And Ian is still going to be on vacation, so there will be no uplift for next week. For July, let me see if I get this right, I think it's the 17th, Um, today's, wait, 15th, July 15th. So July 15th, there will be no uplift that night. Okay. So don't look for us, we won't be on. Okay, so tonight, Chad... um, wanted to talk about something that you and I have talked about in the past and something that um, I think is very important and I'm just going to come right out with it and say two years ago I was very skeptical skeptical about this sort of thing okay okay and that's generational curses Mm -hmm. and someone asked me if I believed in generational curses and, and my mind immediately went to curses in general and though I know that, you know, with the demonic powers, that witches don't have power. They, it's all demonic, okay? Mm-hmm. Witches will maybe try to put a curse on somebody or, you know, you can say a couple words and you might try to curse somebody. It's demonic in nature, mm-hmm. okay? Just plain and simple. There's no power in it that God doesn't allow the demonic to have. Mm-hmm. So I immediately discounted just because it had the word generational in front of it. Mm-hmm. But the more I thought about that, I started looking into it a little more. And yeah, generational curses are a real thing. Mm -hmm. Now, there are still Christians in this world who say, stay away from that. And I think they are thinking like I was, that it's just you don't get involved with curses in general. But the Bible speaks of, you know, it doesn't call them generational curses. The Bible is very clear that there are things in the Bible that, um, one in particular is Exodus chapter 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's verse 15. Um, I'm going to look it up real quick. I took notes. You took notes. <laughs> I okay. took notes. I, uh, yeah. Well, because it, it, it's something that we had talked about. You know, you okay. And I, you and I had talked a lot about. And, sure. And, you know, um, I had a lot of confusion about it, as we also had talked about. And, you know, from you and Ian, you know, had talked about it a little bit and mm-hmm. kind of get, given me some guidance. And, you know, again, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago with the, the spiritual and some of the some of the kind of dark spiritual, um, there's a uh, there's a lot of confusion, I think, for people who aren't pastors. You know, like myself, I come I come at this kind of from a, a situation where, you know, uh, I've gone to church many years again, um, not understanding the full spiritual aspect and things like that. So I, you know, um, did some research and reading in the Bible. And when I when I searched, because I did a search on one of the websites sure. okay. for the Bible, uh, it you know, nothing came back that said generational curses. So I was like, OK, so I dug deeper. 
And there's a lot in in the Bible about curses and curses. Um, like you, you brought up Exodus, um, I, I'd found Exodus thirty four seven where it says, you know, it talks about punishing the children of parents That's, to the third and fourth generation. Okay. And 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 it was also another, uh, you know, Jeremiah thirty one twenty nine. Uh, the it, it says, no longer the parents have eaten sour grapes, mm-hmm. but their children have a bitter taste in their mouths, and their teeth are set on edge. Yes. Yeah. 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 So it, it and that's important, yeah. but um, not to steal your thunder, but yeah. no, no, that's fine. Yeah. I, I was stealing yours. I apologize for that. <laughs> that's okay. I, I just I get like that when I hear a verse that I I recognize. I just. Yeah. <laughs> throw it out there so I apologize no I mean it's you know again from from as, as a person who's not a pastor just a just you know a person that you know reads and tries to discern um, it's it's interesting to learn all this because there's a lot of talk about curses in, in the in the Old Testament especially mm-hmm. and then the 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 narrative mm-hmm. kind of shifts once you get to the New Testament right which right. you know and we're going to talk about that tonight mm-hmm. okay um so yeah, thank you for Exodus thirty four nineteen. Did you say thirty four seven? Thirty four seven. Okay. Yeah, and then Jeremiah thirty one twenty nine. Thirty one twenty nine, and really, we could take time to go through the book of Deuteronomy, uh, really in the the like chapter twenty seven and beyond through uh, the later early chapters of the thirties. God is very specific. You know, if you do this, this is what's going to happen, and you know, it culminates with. I set before you today life and death. Mm-hmm. Choose life. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that is also setting up for this whole generational curse thing that um, I think is important that we all know about. Be mm-hmm. aware of, and there have been times, and there could be somebody watching right now or listening, whom I've said to them, you have a generational curse you need to deal with, and I told them how to deal with it. And mm-hmm. whether they did or not, I don't know, but it's. I think it's important, but... At the same time, before we go any further, it is absolutely important to note this, that generational curses, like anything else in the spiritual realm, God is greater, Mm -hmm. and God corrects, Mm -hmm. and God fixes when we come to Him. So to answer the question I'm sure everybody's going to be asking by the end of the night is, how do I break a generational curse? Mm -hmm. Go to the Lord. It's that simple. Right. Okay, so let's just start out with that. It is that simple. Take it to the Lord. And yeah, there's things you can say and things you can, um, verses you can rely on. But let's just put it in simplest terms. Take it to God. Say, God, I think I have a generational curse. I want to break it. I confess, you know, if you know the sins of your parents or your grandparents or your great-grandparents, confess them. Mm -hmm. Um, But let's back up for a moment. So... You mentioned Exodus 34, 7, mm-hmm. and there are other verses that are just like that, and they say the same exact thing. I will visit the sins, the iniquities of the to the third or fourth generation of those who despise me, but I will bless to the thousandth generation those who love me right. and obey me. Mm-hmm. How many generations has it been since Abraham? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Honestly, I thought about this one night. I said, has it been a thousand generations? Sure, probably has been. Probably got us up to Jesus mm-hmm. in a sense, okay? 
And that very well could be. If we really took, we really studied it, we might see that from Abraham to Jesus might have been a thousand generations. Mm -hmm. And then the greatest blessing of all mm -hmm. came. Yeah. But then that started a new thousand years. Mm -hmm. And it hasn't been a thousand or a thousand generations. It hasn't been a thousand generations since Jesus. So we're still under God's blessing yeah. right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and again, that's not scientific or mathematical in any way. That's just my opinion mm -hmm. of, of what I read in the scripture. Mm -hmm. um, so let me just say that so that people realize you're not this generational curse thing, though it needs to be dealt with. Mm -hmm. It's not something that's going to kill you necessarily. It's not something you can't get rid of. It's not something you have to accept and live with. Mm -hmm. That's the enemy telling you, mm -hmm. you have to accept this. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what are some examples of generational curses? Do you have anything like that in your notes? Well, um, one thing that, you know, you and I talked about was different aspects of what I'll call like our modern society. You know, you and I talked about Freemasonry mm -hmm. and there's lots of discussion in, about that and some, you know, some other aspects like that, um, you know, different, different things. Um, but really, I, I mean, some of the ones that I've questioned are, um, you know, sins uh, that, you know, God would disapprove of, obviously, adultery or incest mm -hmm. or, or things of that nature, mm -hmm. uh, all kinds of things. But, you know, I, I, these are things that I don't know necessarily the answers to. There is lists of curses that you brought up earlier in Deuteronomy. Mm -hmm. My question is, in, in you know... Are those curses there, there's a there's a in Deuteronomy 27 15 through 26 and in 28 uh, verse 59 okay um, there's a whole list of them which you brought yeah, up yeah and I even note, made in my my notes here that that Moses kind of went on a rant <laughs> yes he, did. <laughs> he went he, yeah he, he so, it, it, you know, there's a, there's a long list, of, and I listed them out because my question is, as I read down through these, you know, there's a lot of these dishonoring uh, your mother or, mm -hmm. or father, uh, moves your neighbor's boundary stone, uh, leads the blind astray, withholds justice from the foreigner, the fatherless, or a widow, sleeps with your father's wife, sexual relations with an animal, sleeps with your sister, sleeps mm -hmm. with your mother-in-law, kills the neighbor... Uh, accepts a bribe to kill an innocent person or just doesn't uphold the law. Um, and, and that's just Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, you're, you're right. And I think it's real important, uh, Chad, that we, we talk about this now. Let's say that I commit just even one of those sins on that list, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. Does that mean I'm doomed? No. Not at all. No. Not at all. But if I take that to the Lord and I repent... Mm -hmm. I'm forgiven, right? Right. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So you might ask then, well, why is that a generational curse? Mm -hmm. Well, that's what I want to talk about tonight. Right. Like, how does this happen? Mm -hmm. What in exactly is involved in this? Mm -hmm. And it involves the demonic. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's say your great, great grandmother, is that four generations? <laughs> your great grandmother. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll call it great grandmother. We'll go with it. Okay. Um, great-grandmother is involved in the occult, mm -hmm. okay? And everybody was good up until great-grandma, and I'm not going to pick a name because I don't want to offend anyone, but everybody is up good up in the family is really good, and we go to church every week, and we love the Lord, and they were very 
great people. And then great grandma comes in and she finds a Ouija board. And um, I don't know if they had Ouija boards back in great grandma's day, but she, you know, tries to put a hex on somebody or she thinks she's a psychic or consults a medium or anything like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. And she just keeps doing it and doing it and really offends the Lord and never repents of her sin. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And actually, even if she does repent of her sin, but we'll get to that in a, in a little bit here, but let's say she doesn't repent of her sin. Mm -hmm. So now with all this activity that she's been involved with, the demonic have entered into her life. Mm -hmm. They have legal rights to be there. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they continue to influence her. They continue to manipulate her. They harm her life. Mm -hmm. Okay. She has children who have children, who have children, and now here we are. Mm -hmm. We're the product of great-grandma here. We're not related, at least not that I'm aware of, but uh, <laughs> we're the product of great, uh, a great-grandma. No, okay. I have no family from Ashtabula. Okay. <laughs> 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 anyway, um, how are those things still affecting us? Well, there's a, f there's a couple ways to look at this. First of all, the demonic are holding on to what they have. They want to hold on to whatever they can. We don't realize how easy it is to get rid of them in our lives. Mm -hmm. And we just let them manipulate us and get into our lives. So they, they go to the children and they go to the, the grandchildren and they come down to the great-grandchildren and they stay. They're, there's not any new demons being born every day. Right. The ones that were created as angels back when God created the angels, mm -hmm. They're still in existence today. Mm -hmm. Now, a third of the angels are fallen, which went with Satan when he fell from heaven, and that's what we call the demons, the mm -hmm. demonic, okay? Mm -hmm. So there's no one new. So they've been around this whole time. They know the patterns of what great-grandma did. Now, one way to look at this is great-grandma's son watched great-grandma and mimicked the patterns that she was was doing mm -hmm. and then he taught his son or daughter and that son or daughter taught their son or daughter next thing you know four generations we're all mimicking the same patterns okay mm -hmm. and that's how we look at it if we don't want to involve the demonic okay mm -hmm. but they're right there in it yeah they are in it every step of the way i don't care if you want to deny it you can deny it they're in it they're the ones who are manipulating those patterns and making those patterns happen that's a generational curse right that's mm -hmm. one type of a generational curse okay mm -hmm. so another way is that they find let's get scientific here somehow the demonic figures out a way to physically harm someone mm -hmm. and they pass that physical harm down that person could be a good person mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe didn't get involved with the Ouija board. Great-grandma didn't get involved with the Ouija board. Mm -hmm. But they found a way to physically harm her. Mm -hmm. Her genetic makeup goes into her sons and daughters, who go into their sons and daughters, and it passes down genetically. Yeah, That's another way. A Well, you say that's a genetic curse. Well, it's a generational curse. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And there's other ways as well. Do you have any others do you, do you can think of her? Well, mine is kind of like a something that I thought about was um, a, a kind of a practical thing, which I think you're kind of part of what you're talking about. Certain people are more susceptible to, um, you, you know, habitual things like alcoholism sure. or gambling yes. or something like that. And, and and I think it's like a personality trait or something like that where it can pass from generation to generation as yes. well. And so, again, like you mentioned... You know, maybe the demonic could, you know, influence, um, you know, 
your great grandfather to gambling or drinking or something like that, and you know, the the his children may look at him as they grow up and see him gambling or drinking or whatever, and those things can pass from generation right. to generation. Right. And it's just a susceptibility to weakness, and that's where mm. you know. Good word. Yeah, and it's so the 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 thing is. The the three the three things that I kind of underlined, and this was actually from Deuteronomy thirty. This wasn't even in the New Testament, but the redemption uh, for all who repent, mm-hmm. love God, walk in obedience, and keep His commands. So, yeah. if we repent, you know, like you had mentioned earlier, if we repent, we can address those things head on in our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, so like. You know, if, and I'm not saying he did, but like, let's say my, my dad, you know, had a, an alcohol uh, problem. Uh, he didn't. But if that were the case, and I'd grown up seeing that, you know, that could affect me because it's it's sort of like a, a learned habit, for lack of a better term. And, you know, you, you just more or less accept that as something that, you know, you you feel is part of your your life is, is that that addiction to alcohol right well you accept it right it, it's just you know that's just part of your your nature growing up is being in in that sort of situation but you know what god tells us you know in new testament and through jesus is again repent from that and talk to god about it and have conversation with god and pray over it and you can defeat that absolutely you know absolutely and you know it's Acceptance is the is the thing. We don't have to accept what we have. Mm-hmm. We society teaches us we must accept what we have. You don't have to accept it. God wants something greater for us mm-hmm. always. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said that I have come to give them life and that they may have life abundantly. Mm-hmm. He wants us to have greater things. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways that we get that is like you said, we go to the Lord and it starts with full surrender. Mm-hmm. Full surrender to the Lord. My life is yours. I give it to you. But does that mean that I can't do the things I used to do? Okay. When you first surrender to God, you're still going to want to do the things you used to do. Right. But when you surrender to God, mm-hmm. eventually you're not going to care about doing those things. Right. Because God's going to be working in your mind and in your heart and changing you so that you don't want to keep the old habits. That's right. And it becomes easier to kick the habits. That's right. And then, in a sense, that's one way we can break a generational curse, mm-hmm. by changing. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad used to say to me, I, I want you to be better than I was. Mm-hmm. And I never understood that, mm-hmm. but I do now, because I want my son to be better than I am. Right. And I hope that someday my son will say that to his son if he has one or a daughter or whatever. Right. So you can change, you can break that cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, I don't care what, what it is, you can say it's, you know, you mentioned alcohol and gambling and, and addictions and such. It could be a sexual nature, it could be um, physical mm-hmm. nature. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be many different things, and it can be broken. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many times I've heard. Perfect example: growing up, 
I was told, I have the bliss belly. <laughs> right? No, I don't. I'm, this thing's gone. <laughs> well, it's not gone completely yet, but it's getting there. Yeah. I'm done with the bliss belly, and, and I'm telling, teaching my son, nope, you're not going to have that mm-hmm. generational. And again, in every case, because they are in our lives so much and we don't realize that the demonic is involved right. in that. Right. We don't always see it. We don't always understand it. But I guarantee you they are involved. Now, what's the best way to t- take care of a demonic problem in your life? Talk to God. Sure. Mm-hmm. Another way, get out. Just like that. Mm-hmm. Speak it. Now, I can't just sit here and, and fold my hands, get on my knees and pray and say, you know, under my breath saying, God, please take care of this evil force that I feel in my life. They can't hear you. We've talked about this before on this show. Mm-hmm. They can't hear you. Mm-hmm. But when I say, with the authority given to me by the Lord Jesus Christ, I command that you leave me right now, they cannot stay. Now, they'll try to stay. Mm-hmm. They'll try to come up with legal reasons. Well, no, you are you had Freemasonry in your family, and that gives me the right to stay because of all the ritualistic and evil things that, that take place in Freemasonry and all the secret society stuff you don't know about. I'm staying. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. This is what you do. I renounce any Freemasonry that was involved in my family lineage, and I repent of the sins that were involved with them, whether they knew about it or not, and I renounce that. Now get out. Mm-hmm. And they have to leave. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with sins that we've committed or that we know, and maybe we don't know, that our family members have committed. Mm-hmm. Um, let me give one. I, I've mentioned this out over the air before. So I'm okay saying this, that I stole something mm-hmm. of great value mm-hmm. when I was in college, mm-hmm. a television. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> okay. I had to renounce that sin in my life. I actually sat down before the Lord one night and I said, Lord, I renounce, I repent and I renounce. Mm-hmm. I will never do this again. I'm turning away from it, but I want no part of that in my life at all. Mm-hmm. And when I did, that breaks the legal rights when you renounce with your mouth and you say, I renounce this, it breaks the legal rights that demons have mm-hmm. to affect you. Mm-hmm. And you know what it brings? Freedom. Yes. It brings incredible freedom. Mm-hmm. And for me, that night, I still, I'll never forget the night that I was renouncing all these sins that God led me to do this. Mm-hmm. I think I was walking about five inches off the ground after that. Mm-hmm. It was an incredible feeling. The, the burdens were gone, the weight was gone, and my mind was different, was more alert. Mm-hmm. The fog was gone. Mm-hmm. So if any of these things are resonating with you, if you feel like you're, you're, you have these burdens in your life, mm-hmm. re- find out from God what the sins are that you need to renounce. Mm-hmm. And I know I've said this before, and I want to say it again. I actually went to the Lord. He led me to do this. I didn't read this anywhere, okay? You can read this on Google. It is out there. But I'm telling you as well right now, say to the Lord, show me what I need to repent of or renounce Mm -hmm. in my life. Mm -hmm. And don't run away from it when it comes Mm -hmm. because it will come. Mm -hmm. It'll come like a flood. And in that moment, I don't care if you're driving down the road. I was driving down I-70 from Columbus to home. And I had to start renouncing something that I had completely forgotten about mm-hmm. that the Lord brought to mind. It was shameful, too. And I thought, oh, I can't believe I did that. Mm-hmm. But I took care of it right then and there. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter where you are. Right. That's powerful because you, you had told me that before, and I did it. And, yeah. And, uh, and, and you're right. 
it really comes and it, it, things come, pop up to you that you don't even remember um, there were certain things that happened in grade school you know things that I'd said to people or done mm-hmm. and maybe even earlier than that um, there's been a lot <laughs> but nobody's perfect <laughs> right but I mean you know things this it would just pop up over the next couple of weeks things yep. would pop up and, and I feel like I would say well you remember you did that I wasn't pleased with that you know mm-hmm. and, and it affected this person so it was like wow you know that's powerful and, and it, like you say you address it there right you know you don't wait until you know I'll, I'll, I'll deal with that later now address it there and, and have conversation with the Lord um, and it is very freeing it's very it, freeing. it gives you the freedom and you know it, it's very valuable and important and most of us don't even think about it until you had brought that up to me it wasn't even something I'd ever thought about and then you know when I did it it became very powerful yeah mm-hmm. it, it it was Probably the thing that changed my life the most, you know, having kids changes your life. Getting married changes your life. Buying a house changes your life. But man, when you've confessed everything to the Lord and you have him, that changes your life like nothing else. Mm -hmm. Because let's talk about salvation for a moment, because I think we often confuse the two. Mm -hmm. I've heard too many people say, well, I hope I've done enough to get to heaven. And I hope that the things that I have done aren't keeping me out of heaven. Mm-hmm. Okay? Salvation comes from believing in the Lord. When you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, and those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Mm-hmm. That's what Romans chapter 10 tells us. Mm-hmm. So when we confess to God that we are sinners, you don't have to confess every single sin at that moment. Mm-hmm. You're saved. That's salvation. But that doesn't clean out all the demons, Mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. Like I said, they have legal rights to be in your life and affect you in your life Mm -hmm. until you take care of those things, whether it be repenting of specific sins or renouncing specific sins. And, you know, it's not a matter of salvation. You can go to heaven with all this demonic activity around you, all these unrepented sins and unrenounced sins in your life, Mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. Because it is separate, salvation is separate from what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. You can go to heaven with generational curses Mm -hmm. because salvation is separate. Confessing your sins and believing in Jesus Christ is what saves us. Mm -hmm. But what helps us grow, what gives us freedom, what gets us out of that prison mm-hmm. is taking it all before the Lord, surrendering and saying, show me, let me repent, let me renounce, let me get this out of my life. Mm-hmm. Now, does that mean they won't come back? Well, oh, they'll, they'll. Yes. Okay. I don't remember what doctor said this. It might have been Dr. Oz. I, I, some doctor, I read this somewhere, that cancer cells are continually bombarding the human body okay. every day, mm-hmm. trying to get in. And most of them get knocked out. They yes. just, they, they can't get in. Right. But when someone has, like, I didn't realize this, but an emotional trauma mm-hmm. in your life mm-hmm. can severely affect your immune system. Yes. I didn't realize that. Yes. They, that was a specific thing that this doctor said, that when you, if you have an emotional trauma, then those cancer cells might be able to inflict and, and possibly, but typically what happens is when you get over it, your body takes over and, and moves it away and, and it doesn't develop. Mm-hmm. 
Um, unfortunately, that's not the case for everybody. Mm-hmm. But, but what my point is, one of the greatest ways that the demonic gets into our life is through emotional trauma. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because it can cause us to, to do various types of sins. Mm-hmm. We can try to cover it with various types of vices, alcohol, gambling, drugs, mm-hmm. sex. Yeah. And that just opens up the door for more demonic activity. Sometimes we might try hypnosis. Mm-hmm. Hypnosis is not a good thing, folks. Right. That is, you, anytime you're altering your mind, you're allowing the demonic. They are bombarding us like cancer cells every single day. Mm-hmm. Even more than cancer cells are bombarding our body. They are trying to get in to our life to destroy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we have the authority to keep them out. Mm-hmm. That authority was given to us by the Lord. And we only have to say, get out. Mm-hmm. Get out. And that's powerful to know. Yeah. That, that you have to proclaim it with your mouth. You have to proclaim it out loud. And the reason for that, I, you know, the Lord just recently taught me this. Mm-hmm. And I've been sharing it a lot once I learned it. Um, you know, that enthusiasm that sometimes we get when we, we learn something new and we just got to tell everybody, you know. <laughs> <laughs> how did he speak? How did he create the world? He spoke it into existence. Oh, yeah. That's you powerful. Know? And when he said, let there be light and there was light. Mm -hmm. He spoke it. He wants us to speak it because he's given us the authority to speak into other people's lives, Mm -hmm. into uh, spiritual matters. There was a time when I, I believed, I mean, I hear people saying, well, I decree this over your life. And I'm like, who made you God? Mm-hmm. God did. Right. Not made them God, but <laughs> well, gave right. them the authority. Right. Is what yes. God, yes. Well, I kind of gave them that authority, Phil. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Now, so can I just go around and say, you're healed, you're healed, you're healed? No. No. <laughs> That's, don't mock the Lord. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let there be humility in what we do mm-hmm. in all things in our lives. Mm-hmm. And only, and I really believe this, step out when the Lord's telling you to step out. But if he's not telling you to step out, then you keep it in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes there's things that God will tell us that he doesn't want us to run out and tell everybody right away either. Mm-hmm. He wants us to process it in our own minds too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we kind of got off the track of generational curses there. But uh, <laughs> And I see we're starting to run out of time, so we got to wrap this up. But... Um, there's, there's one thing important that I want to yeah, say. Yeah, please do. Yeah, so, so we were talking a minute ago about, um, you know, cancer cells and, and things bombarding us and the, and the demonic affecting us and, and looking for weaknesses to get in. And I feel like the, some of the people that that affects most are pastors. Mm. And I've known pastors who, you know, good people, strong people in, in God, under heavy attack. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's somebody out there right now watching that who's in that situation. So, what would your message be to them? And you're, you know, you were a pastor. Yeah. You've you've had that. You've had the spiritual attacks come against you, seeking for for weakness in you. Yeah, so yeah. what? So what is your advice to that? Just you know, I would give this advice to anyone, not just pastors. Mm-hmm. I give it to anyone. Mm-hmm. Recognize that you're gonna you're you're weak. We're all weak. Yes. We like to think we're powerful. We like to think we're strong. Mm-hmm. We're weak. Mm-hmm. So recognize that. Take it to God and say, I need your strength. Mm-hmm. God, here's where I messed up. I want to fix this. I want to make it right. Mm-hmm. It, it, take it to God. Mm-hmm. And 
Don't try to correct it yourself. Take it to God and allow him to change in you in, in any way that he sees fit. Mm -hmm. And be willing to change so that you can be the change in someone else's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it goes for everybody, really. Um, and it's important, too, that we pray for each other and pray for our pastors. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't mean to diminish pastors. It, it, it is a, in many ways, it's um, a thankless job. But you know what? I don't want the thanks. I want to give it to God. Right. You know, I want to, I want to give it all that. I don't want you to adore me. I want you to adore the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, so, and, you know, unfortunately, there are pastors, just like anybody else in any profession, that get prideful. They get um, deceived easily. It, but you're right. I think pastors do get attacked a lot um, because, the, you know, they're, they're so visible mm -hmm. that if you can bring one down as, a, as the demonic, if you can bring one down, you bring down a lot of people with it. Mm -hmm. And that's why they get attacked a lot. But, yeah, mm -hmm. um, but pastors are people, too. We make mistakes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, an, it's an important role. Uh, you know, it you, it's an important calling. Uh, you know, and, you know, pastors have a weight of people watching them, watching their lives, watching how they live. And, 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 mm -hmm. and not only that, but the calling for what they do, the work that they do. So the enemy, you know, uh, the enemy likes to, really wants to attack that to bring it down. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, and it, it's the church's role to really, you know, love and support and pray for their pastor and, you know, again, um, treat your, your pastor in that way to really come with them, support them. Uh, I feel that's important. Mm -hmm. I do, too. Mm -hmm. I do, too. And thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Well, we are out of time for tonight. Um, I hope that we have made a difference for you if you're watching or listening. Mm -hmm. um, I hope that you will take what we've said before the Lord. Mm -hmm. As I say with everything that I say, take it to God. I can make mistakes. Mm -hmm. I've made mistakes mm -hmm. when I was preaching before. And I've told people when I had the chance, I said, hey, I was wrong about this. But mm -hmm. there's been times when I didn't get a chance to go back and tell them I was wrong. So take it to God. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, just be careful that when you hear of Christians saying there's no such thing as generational curses. And they'll try to explain away the multiple times that God said the same thing. I will visit the iniquity to the third, fourth generation. He's serious about that. If he says it once, it's it's important. If he says it two or three times, take note. Mm -hmm. And I think I can count at least four or five times when he's said that in the Bible. Yes. Mm -hmm. So take note of it. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, remember that it can be broken. Mm -hmm. And anybody can break a generational curse mm -hmm. for their own family. Mm -hmm. And we should all try. Mm -hmm. You know, Figure out what it is. Ask God to help you determine what it is and then take it to him and break it. Yep. And all things go to him. That's right. So thanks, Chad, for joining me tonight. And thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have you back again sometime soon. Yeah. And that's uh, Uplift for, for now, and we will not be back next week, but we'll see you all in two weeks. God bless. <laughs>